Hey, we're back. Belief builds bridges. I'm just thankful for having an opportunity where I can share. Not like I'm better than anyone else, because that's nowhere near the case. But there's just certain things that I can see or I've experienced that I believe other people need to know about. And what I realize is that by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimonies, how we overcome. And there were times in my life that I was going through things and I thought I was the only person going through it. But I heard someone else's experience or testimony or story of encouragement. And it gave me that extra push, that that zeal to, to move forward. So we thank God. And one day, me and one of my buddies, we, we were talking and he was asking me what's the big deal about Jesus? I mean, I don't really think he was God or the son of God or anybody special or more significant than anyone else. And he said he didn't believe what he had heard in church or what people told him. So the first thing I asked him, I'm like, do you believe the Bible? And he said, yes. So I said, okay. There was a lot special about Jesus. He was more than a prophet. The Bible calls him son of man. It also calls him son of God. But without him, there was no way that we was going to have the promise to eternity. We wouldn't have salvation. We wouldn't have the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. We wouldn't have remission of our sins. We wouldn't be able to have a relationship with God. Because of our sinful nature and God being who he is, no sin. Jesus was the mediator. He made it possible for us to commune with God without anyone else involved. He made it where we can have an individual relationship with God. That's what Jesus did. But even Jesus, his conception wasn't even like no one else's. Let me give you an example. If we go to Matthew 1, 18-25, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the, the ESV version. It says, Now the birth of Jesus took place in, in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed by to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, 
resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for which she conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken to by the prophet. I mean, Joseph married Joseph married Mary. But what happened was she was pregnant. And at first Joseph was like, I didn't get her pregnant. It's not my child. He might have even thought that, okay, Mary got pregnant from someone else and she was to marry me so I can get stuck raising the child. Whatever the thought was that Joseph had, an angel of God had to come to him to bring clarity, to tell him that she really didn't get pregnant from any other man. This was a supernatural experience. This is something that the Holy Spirit did. Don't worry about it. It's going to work out. And then to, to give him some more clarity, it explained to him that this was foreseen. This had to happen. The prophet Isaiah had predicted this thousands of years before this even happened. So Joseph, being a God-fearing man, he accepted it. And he walked into his destiny. Being the actual father, earthly father of Jesus. But with Jesus being brought about this way wasn't the, the traditional way in which how children are, are, are made. It's usually when a man and a woman seed get together, they can produce a child. But Mary, she was favored. God seen something in her. So the Holy Spirit impregnated her. And that's how we got Jesus. And that makes the difference with Jesus than any other man that walked the earth. Yes, he had a physical father. But he did not have a seed from a man. His seed came through the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus was able to do things that we couldn't do. But hey, don't draw the line in the sand. He made it possible for us to do things that we normally couldn't do through our human characteristics as well. Because with Jesus dying, rose on the third day, sit on the right-hand side of the Father, he also made a promise that because he left that he was going to send a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. 
which gives us the opportunity to do things that we normally couldn't do. It's that extra power. It's that dunamis that we need to overcome circumstances and situations in life that we normally couldn't. The Bible tells us specifically that in John, that we can do greater things than Christ only if we believe. And we're thinking, how do we do that? Because you're thinking first that Christ is the Son of God, so he has all the, the, the powers. But to break it down to the nutshell, it's the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells you that the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that we possess. So that's why we can do greater things than Christ if we believe. If, if we surrender and su submit and let the Holy Spirit take its course in our life, yes, we can do greater things. It's something that we couldn't conceive in our normal mind capacity, but when you're talking about the supernatural, it's not about what you conceive, it's what you believe, or the principles and promises that God has made applicable to our life if we embrace them. We thank God. I tried to relate that to, to my friend in our conversation, but I think it was a lot of information just to accept in, in one conversation. So I was telling him that if you read Matthew 1 through 18 through 25, it, it might, it might open horizons where you can see that Jesus was just more than when someone who walked the earth. He was the greatest man who ever walked the earth. He did things that we couldn't even phantom doing. Jesus, Bible tells us clearly, he who knew no sin became sin so that we can have salvation, that we can have life, eternal life, and a good eternal life, peace, tranquility. The Holy Spirit is life-changing. Having salvation first is the initial step of having a life-changing experience, but surrendering and submitting and being obedient to the Holy Spirit changes you. And I'll give you an example, Peter. When Christ was praying about this journey that he had to take of shame and torture and had to go to, to hell and take back all authority and give it to the church. Before he did that experience, it, it, it was something that he had to pray on so that he had the wherewithal to do it. But during that course in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when, when the high priest came with the Roman guards to, to get Christ, to bring him down this challenging road, Peter was there, one of his disciples. And at that point, when Peter seeing everyone rushing Christ and all this going on, Peter pulled his sword off and swung his sword and chopped this gentleman's ear off. But Jesus, knowing all, knowing the fate, knowing the destiny, 
He told Peter to relax. This is something that has to happen. Picked up the gentleman's ear and placed it back on his head. And he went with the high priest for this challenging journey that he had must go through for mankind so that we can get a new lease on life. That we didn't have to live in defeat. We didn't have to live just any old kind of way. That we can have the original intention of what God the Father wanted was extension of heaven on earth. So to make a long story short, what I'm saying is that in order for us to be successful followers of Christ, Christians, in order for us to live a life where we're a model to the other human beings or other civilians or other people in society, we have to walk in the spirit. We, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because if we do, he's going to give us choices and directions of where it's going to be worth it. Like for me, when I heard that quiet, still voice, and I was obedient to it, it was life-changing for the better. Every single experience. And now I'm to the point that when I hear that voice, because I recognize that voice with spending time with God and, 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 and doing what I'm supposed to do, I know that's the voice worth listening. A lot of times as human beings, we, we will hear many voices, good and bad. But I can promise you, the voice that's telling you something sound is a voice of the Holy Spirit. And you want to be obedient. Some people say gut feeling. I'll say the Holy Spirit. Because for me, it was life changing. I remember one time I had a client that was looking to purchase a property. You know, I do a little investing here and there, so I have some clients that, you know, I give some sound investment on a on a property to, to buy. And he told me what his budget was and, and, and he told me what it is what he was looking for. And I wrote these things down and I said, okay, let me start looking for him to, to, to find him what he wants. But there was a property that came about that did not fall in any criteria in which he mentioned. But I heard that Holy Spirit tell me that this property would work out ideally for this client. And I'm like, but this is not what he asked for. But you know what I did? I listened. And I brought it to his attention and he looked at it. And I'll tell you right now, he told me this is one of the best homes that he ever bought. This was one of the best decisions that he ever made. And he told all his friends and family members about me and how that I can find discounts in the market like no other. And it wasn't because I was smart or I did due diligence beyond anyone else is because I heard that voice from the Holy Spirit and I was obedient. So that was my one of my examples of a life-changing experience because from that, I've gotten different kind of clients. I've gotten different kind of people that I'm working with. My business has changed for the better. It doesn't matter what business you do. It doesn't matter. 
when you hear the Holy Spirit, you want to listen. And you're probably saying, Chris, you, you sound kooky because I don't think there could be a Holy Spirit. Biblically, yes. When you watch TV and, and movies, there isn't. Because they don't really show you the Holy Spirit. The most you're going to see or spoken about is in the Bible. So that's where you're going to have to go to find out this information. And I was just happy that I could have just shared some of the scriptures with you. So if you enjoy this and this meant something to, to, to you, share. Sharing is caring. Until next time, shalom. Belief builds bridges.